Let me tell you about sweat block. Uh, I tell you, this is this is the most amazing product I have. I think maybe I have ever found because it changes everything. You can use the deodorant stick for sweat block, and that's really, really good. Um, but it's still putting on deodorant every day. They have these sweat wipes, and these are for people who have excessive, they say, excessive sweating. But I have to tell you, I use it once a week. It is fantastic. You put it, you know, just wipe it on your uh, your underarms, and literally no smell, no sweating, nothing for a week. It's crazy, crazy. Sweatblock.com. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Beck and you'll save 20% right now. Sweatblock.com. You can go to Amazon and just buy it on Amazon as well, but you'll get a 20% discount at sweatblock.com if you use the promo code Beck. Great program lined up for you with some good news next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I've got some really good news for you. People are waking up all around the country in droves. They're just beginning to ask themselves, wait a minute, what is really going on here? I'm going to start um, with an uh, essay from Substack from Sasha Stone. She wrote, this is the moment I gave up on Joe Biden. This is a woman who actively uh, pushed for Joe Biden. Wait until you hear this letter. I'm going to share it in 60 seconds. Sherry wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She says, I have a pretty sweet husband. I used to suffer almost constantly from hip pain. And it was at the point I was having difficulty just getting around the house. My husband decided to research pain relief online. He found Relief Factor. Within two weeks, I was getting around just fine. I had no pain at all. I couldn't believe it. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Relief Factor uh, is is something that has changed so many people's lives in just in this audience, let alone everywhere else, um, and it's changed my life. Relief Factor. Try the three-week quick start developed just for you at $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So... Go to relieffactor.com. Get the three-week quick start. Relieffactor.com or 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. So let me, I just want to read this verbatim. This is fascinating. This is by Sasha Stone. It starts, the new Puritans then are best understood as a clergy for a godless age, presiding over a dreamscape of their own making, rewriting our language, our history, our traditions as they go along. Yet, for all of their clout, 
There are still some among us who steadfastly refuse to play, uh, praise the elegance of the emperor's new clothes, who would rather point out and laugh at the naked man in our midst. Not for the first time in human history, our way out of this madness will depend upon the heretics. Andrew Doyle. She writes, the new Puritans. Joe Biden emerged from his speech this month on a continued battle for the soul of our nation, like a squalling infant birthed from the loins of blue check Twitter bathed in blood red light of militant fascism. He was finally their guy. Gone was the empathy guy. Gone was the unity guy. Gone was the moderate guy. Be mean, Joe. Joe, get him. Get tough, Joe. Tell him their participation in democracy is a threat to democracy. Get him. Yes, tell them, Joe. Tell the MAGA Republicans that are, they are not welcome in their own country. Tell them their participation is a threat to the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Tell them that democracy means they have to sit down and shut up. Tell the truck driver who travels coast to coast working the graveyard shift to bring freshly cut meat to supermarket shelves. Tell the police officer, the waitress, the bartender, the cable guy, the grocery store clerk, the grandmother, the garbage mechanic or the garage mechanic, the veteran who served in Afghanistan, who's now just been kicked out of the military for not taking the vaccine, the mother of two who now must homeschool her children because they are violent extremists posing the biggest threat to the country they call home. Yeah, tell them, Joe, that you've decided to throw them away like human garbage. And you're hoping for another January 6th so you can arrest anyone who ever voted or supported Donald Trump. Tell them. Tell them that you and you alone are America. And the threat to your power is the threat to the state because that's not fascistic at all. Why did Joe Biden give the speech? Who thought it would be a good idea? Obviously, Joe Biden and his administration know that the MAGA Republicans are not a dangerous threat to the country. Otherwise, the Democrats would not have meddled in primary elections, spending upwards of $46 million, pushing those very same MAGA candidates towards a win, blocking the more moderate GOP picks. Desperate and dishonest. Surely the Democrats know what they're doing, right? I mean, they're asking America to vote to stay in power. Joe Biden wouldn't lie to the people about something as serious as a threat to the republic, right? Wrong. Joe Biden did lie. The speechwriter lied. They will do anything, say anything, and put any community or even the country at risk just to stay in power and hold to the past, the America under Barack Obama from 2008 to 2016. In 2020, we saw them sacrifice the truth as they micromanaged the media narrative to deliver the correct headlines when they gaslighted hundreds of millions of us to cover up the truth about how just vi- how violent the protest had been over the summer. They undermined the, den- the then president, Donald Trump, on everything from covid to the economy, and they did it with impunity. They did it to stay in power. That is the very definition of corruption at nearly every level of our administrative state. Now, maybe they do believe it, 
After all, the Biden administration gets its news from the same place the mainstream media outlets like the New York Times, Washington Post, MSNBC, and others do. They all drink from the same watering hole, Twitter. Their feedback loop is all they know. They believe it's the truth rather than nonstop recycling of the confirmation bias and agitprop of flooding the uh, zone. I forced myself to disconnect from the media entirely to escape this bubble. I stopped reading my Twitter feed and I started an alternative account that paid attention only to the right. It took a conscience, a conscience effort on my part, conscious effort on my part to reprogram my brain to be able to see both sides clearly and fairly. Once I did that, she writes, I was horrified by what I saw on the left, the hypocrisy, the inhumanity. Worse than all, I could suddenly see what was true and what wasn't true and how much the media politicians lie every day. They tell themselves what they want to be true, but not what is true. At the same time, they're busy silencing dissent everywhere. If you challenge their narrative, you will be attacked on Twitter, fired from your job at any media outlet, or forced to apologize. You aren't giving in, given any other option. They don't want you to tell the truth, ever. They want to shut it down. How did we get here? And is there a way out? There's a line, she writes, in Citizen Kane, where the character of Getty says to Kane, you're going to need more than one lesson, and you're going to get more than one lesson. And so it goes with the Democrats. Right now, they need to be taught a lesson to be voted out in such massive numbers that it causes them to rethink the mess they've made in this country. They might destroy most of the cultural institutions the boomers built in the 1960s, but we cannot let them do this to our government. It is hard for me to say or even think about. It took me a few years to arrive at this point. After President Biden's speech, however, I don't see any other way. Substack, YouTube, podcasts, and other outlets offer objective opinions and investigative reporting. Hopefully, more people will begin to gravitate away from the mainstream news until they can get a grip and grow a pair. I used to be a true blue Democrat. I voted faithfully in every election. I can even remember voting for Michael Dukakis. My faith remained unshaken for most of my adult life. In 2019, I was among the first Democratic activists online advocating for Joe Biden to be the nominee. While most others were aiming for big structural change, I knew only Biden had the chance of beating a one-term president with a strong economy. I figured voters might vote for Biden as an easy lateral move. Biden was a safe choice, the establishment guy who wouldn't rock the boat too much. I wrote a piece about it in Medium on May 11th, 2019. I attended an early Biden fundraiser. I made videos praising Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. I made a video to show how much I believed in Joe. After all, he had crossed the street to meet my daughter's fifth grade class in 2009. Most of my friends and family remain gobsmacked. 
God gobsmacked at the the in, that my entire perspective could change almost overnight. My mother said, "You've become a completely different person." I actually don't think that I did. I think I just saw for the first time. And what my side looked like from the other side wasn't good. Now I can see just how much power and influence the left has. We used to be the counterculture, the anti-establishment, but now we have become the system we used to fight against. I might have been able to stay with the Democrats. My policy ideals haven't changed. But when they become dehumanizing to Trump supporters, many of whom do, uh, do not have access to much of, much of our culture, I could no longer stand alongside the Democrats. Until that changes, I will never vote blue, no matter who. The 2020 election was further proof, at least to me, that the Democrats had become now so corrupt that they had to have way too much power and wealth, such as we may never have a free and fair election again. They spent $1 billion, the most expensive election in history, just to elect Joe Biden. They changed voting laws to close the enthusiasm gap. They, they battled with uh, every election and simply collected votes from voters who weren't motivated to go to the polls themselves. They took complete control of nearly every major institution just to stop Trump. And even still, they barely won. Trump still won in Iowa, in Ohio, and Florida. They haven't stopped. If anything, they've gotten much more authoritarian. With the primetime January 6th show trial, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and now the DOJ going after Trump and Steve Bannon and the pillow guy. They are truly living a dystopian nightmare in a near totalitarian state. They've not even, uh, they're not even a political party anymore. They've become a religious movement, fighting for what they consider is a religious war, a war of ideology. The problem is, is that they're selling something most Americans don't want. Look at the ads for Hillary and Chelsea, Chelsea Clinton's new show. It's impossible to tell the difference between their activism and art. They sound like missionaries, pushing their newfound faith on the unsuspecting public. They have become so disconnected from the average Americans that they thought this was a good idea. In the, in the years past, there would be vicious op-eds or hilarious mocking bits on SNL, but no more. That's how you know it's a true religion. No jokes allowed. But Americans are getting sick of all of it. They're ready for a change. They're trying to tell the people at the top, but the people at the top just aren't listening. The Democrats might have complete control of the new economy online as America separates between the virtual and real worlds. But our country is still a place. Just drive across it to see what a real America looks like. We might not be able to purge this madness from our culture, but we most certainly can purge it from our government with our vote if the democrats refuse to stand up to the new puritans brand of injustice intolerance and ongoing hysteria they must go and they must go now wow remember 
That's from somebody who considered themselves an activist for Hillary Clinton, the Democratic Party, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden. And the last straw was the blood red speech. Mm. That I mean, she covered a lot of territory there. And if others would do the same thing, uh, the Amer- the United States of America could return to being the United States of America. So I have uh, Jim Brewer. I did a, um, a podcast with him. It's available now. It aired uh, last night on Blaze TV. It's available now at Blaze TV, or you can wait until Saturday and get it wherever you get your podcast. Um, but it it was not only hysteria, hysterical, it was very telling. Why are you on this show? Why are you doing this? Why, why are you potentially just blowing up your career? I'll tell you about it in 60 seconds. Every day, more and more people are discovering the wonders of rough greens for their dogs. I've seen what it can do for Uno, my dog. It used to be when you fed him, we used to take turns. Okay, it's your turn to feed Uno. No, I don't want to feed Uno. And it wasn't about getting the food. It was that you had to stand there for 20 minutes. And he would put his face in the bowl. He'd sniff it. And then he'd look up at you like, really? This is it, huh? And if you moved a muscle, he wouldn't eat. It was awful. It was awful. And so I was talking to Dr. Black. He's a naturopathic doctor. And he said, I'm, I'm doing some things with the dogs uh, and, uh, and uh, supplements. For, and, and he said, you know, it really work well for the health of your dog. And I said, uh, will he eat it? Because if you could put anything, I don't care what it is. You put something in his food, on his food, and he likes it, I'm in. His eating pattern complete. We don't have to stand over the bowl. He can't wait. He licks the bowl clean. And he's healthier. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get your first trial bag free. Just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash Beck just to see if your dog likes it. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLENN-33. 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So uh, I asked uh, I asked Jim Brewer in the podcast, um, you know, what you're doing will be considered political. If you've not seen his uh, video that came out, uh, he released two comedy specials. One he uh, taped during covid and he had it in the can for about a year. And the people that he recorded it for said, no, no, we don't want that. And that's that changed him. That changed him. And he realized, good heavens, man, we are in real, real trouble. He's a really deeply spiritual man, deeply spiritual. Um, the things that he talked about with his faith and his wife's faith, you know, his wife is terminal cancer. Mm. And what he's going through and how he's dealing with it and what role is fit is just remarkable. But he knows what time it is. And he's like, I don't care anymore. This is not about money. This is not about success. We have got to wake up right now. It's another mm. guy from SNL uh, that was on SNL for years. 
um, who just can't do it anymore and realizes where we're at. And I think the people who are waking up, those with eyes and ears, they will see it and they will hear it. And those are the people we need to help bring along and welcome into the fold. They may not disagree. They, they may not agree with us. They're not going to come and say, I'm a conservative. As Jim and I talked yesterday, I think we did. Maybe on or off the air. I don't know. But it's not that these people are changing their viewpoints. They just believe that you have a right to have another viewpoint and they're actual liberals they're actual uh, constitutional liberals i'm a constitutional conservative constitutional is the key they believe in the bill of rights and they see what's happening now and we need to unite with them but anyway you can get this uh, podcast uh it's episode 154 of the glenbeck podcast uh jim brewer doesn't care if he if you think his comedy is too political it's a laugh out loud. Very funny. I mean, he went 90 minutes, 90 minutes. Mm. I asked my last question at 60 minutes, <laughs> 30 minutes. And he and, went the next oh my half gosh. hour. Yeah. And, wow. and you will hold your sides. It is so mm. funny. It is really funny. Well, he's, his thing on COVID was hysterical. <laughs> and it was nonstop funny for like, yeah. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. If you haven't seen it. Um, he said he didn't even have a name for this special until after he was meeting with the audience. And he said, everybody who came up to him said, thank God somebody said it. Mm. And so that's the, the name of the special is, uh, finally somebody said it or something like that. You can find it on YouTube. Um, the uh, podcast is available now at glenbeck.com. Um, We've got a couple of podcasts coming in the next couple of weeks that are really, really, really good with great guests. Uh, Jim Brewer is our latest guest. Uh, episode 154, you can find that at Blaze TV. Have you become a subscriber yet? If not, please do. We've got something for everyone, and it all kind of sounds like the truth. Uh, you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Today is the last day you can use the promo code Glenn 20 and save 20%. So do it now, blazetv.com. Save 20 bucks, 20% on your year's subscription at blazetv.com. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, what made America great was America was good. And as long as we are good, then... We will be great. We will. But that requires her people to be good. Our government has really gone awry, and they have from time to time. But as long as the people remember what is true and who we really are, and we help one another, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. I want you to check out a charity that I really believe in. It is uh, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Tunnel to Towers is a group that started right after September 11th, and they said we were going to take care of all of the people, the heroes, firefighters, police that died in September 11th. And then they expanded to all of the people who went and fought for our freedom and not just the ones in New York, but the firefighters and the police officers that don't come home and leave a family behind. 
$11 a month is what they're asking you to pledge. It is a great, great charity. It takes the burden off of these families when their loved one doesn't return home. T2T.org. T, the number 2T.org. Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN20 for $20 off your subscription at blazetv.com. Wow, what a turn of events. I I thought Russia was losing, uh, I mean winning, and it was all over for the Ukrainians, and now it's mm-hmm. all over for the Russians. I mean, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> and it shifted quickly. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> But another $600 million uh, in military equipment after a $2 billion week last week. So they're probably pissed with us right now. How dare you decrease your donations by that much? Uh, that's outrageous. How are we going to win this war? Where is this money going? Where it's, is this money it's going? It's the best laundromat in world history. Oh, it is. It is. It is. I. Somebody should do an investigation. I will mm-hmm. bet you that money has been routed. Some of it has been routed right back here to the United States. I'll bet that, you. A lot of that money mm-hmm. is going to very dark places. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something else that we should be concerned about. You know, we've talked about all the people that have fallen out, of, fallen out of windows <laughs> in clumsy. Russia. There's a lot of clumsy Russians. Rich and clumsy. Yeah, and they always seem to be on the roof (laughs) or near an enormous window window that's easy to fall out of. (laughs) Yes. You know? Or on the high seas where they just, oh, oh, fell off that boat. (laughs) Dang it. Man. Darn. Man. I fell into that meat grinder. It's weird how this happens. (laughs) Uh, Well, there were local lawmakers, um, seven of them in the St. Petersburg uh, district that came out and said enough of Putin. We, we, we have to speak out against this war. And by Mm. the way, that is uh, treason in uh, Putin's Russia. And, um, and gosh, darn it. They, they, they are free to do whatever they want now in those jail cells. (laughs) Uh, because uh, they've all they were all scooped up uh, last night, and uh, mm. so they're. But I'm sure they're going to get the same, if not better, treatment uh, than the January six people will get here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. they've only been they've only been in jail uh, without a trial. Some of them for almost two years now. And that's that's, that's I not, mean that's eh. not bad. No. Well, because some of them actually paraded. In the Capitol building, please you don't can't use that word. Please don't use that. that word. Let me just. I, I apologize. Let me, could I please just Can say we? that is not an endorsement of parading. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, not to <laughs> not meant to incite any sort of parading. No. And we stand against firmly against all parading. How long have we said that? Oh, I mean, we've been against parading, parading since for I think ever. The, the late that was 50s. the first thing that I thought of yeah. when you know I'm thinking, oh man, this could get dangerous. <laughs> People could start parading. And they did. And they, they did. did. Mm-hmm. Now, another disturbing thing, Vladimir Putin's car was attacked. And um, 
his limousine mm. was hit by a loud bang. Now, I don't know if the person who wrote this knows that a loud bang can't actually hit a car. <laughs> Something that causes a loud bang can. Um, the car drove safely with Putin unharmed, but there have been multiple arrests from his security service and other bodyguards have simply vanished among claims that uh, secret information about his movements has been compromised. Wow. He's in trouble. This would uh, you remember the Archduke Ferdinand that nobody at the time knew anything about and you most likely know nothing about. That's the guy that was killed that started World War One. What do you think happens if somebody assassinates Vladimir Putin? World gets safer or not so safe? Could go either way. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to bet on it? Apparently, our government is. Um, let me play. Um, let me play this poor, poor story from uh, Lisa Belcastro. She runs the homeless shelter in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, Cut one. Times, times are tough there. What are the most difficult challenges? Mm. The difficult challenges are uh, we have to, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else. Right? We, we cannot. What? We don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. 50, um, 50. And we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. Yeah. And so the, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Huh. Wow. Wow. It's interesting because the population full time mm-hmm. at Martha's Vineyard, you know what mm-hmm. that is? 17,000. During the summer months, it increases a little bit to 200,000. Okay, so they're in oh, the so fall now. You don't have anywhere to put these people? There's no homes what? available? 50 people can't be housed? Wow. I, you could put all 50 of them in one of their 17,000 square foot homes. Come on. <laughs> we don't have anywhere to put them. Shut up. No, but can <laughs> I tell unreal. you something? Laredo does. Oh yeah, Laredo, Texas. Laredo has so and many Del Rio empty, and yeah, yeah, so many empty houses. Oh my gosh! And we, they're just sitting there, and they're like, "Please, I wish we could have some groups of people just come overnight across the border, and not and, fifty, but like two million in the yeah, last year." Yeah, but only two million. <laughs> but Laredo you know, can handle that. They can handle that, of course. Don't turn Martha's <laughs> Vineyard into a border town. What is what does that mean exactly? Well, CNN, CNN knows. Cut two. All of your documentaries are about history. Yeah. This is with Ken. But all of them also make you think about where we are exactly. now. And we woke yeah. up to the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including Bastard. kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is kids not a one for one. This is not a parallel here in any way. But it does address some of the same themes that are part of this documentary. Well, Ken, it's I wonder if the abstraction what? of human life. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or <sighs> mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, mm. is to use human beings, to weaponize mm. human beings for mm-hmm. a political purpose. It's like when somebody disagrees with him in Florida, like the Walt Disney Company, 
he punishes them. This is not the actions of a person participating in a democratic process in which there's an exchange of ideas. This is about punishing political enemies, putting oh on uh, shows, political shows, political uh, theater. Mm. And in this case, this is with the lives of human beings. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is. That, that that's that's Ken Burns, the filmmaker. He that, did a 28 hour feature on bees. <laughs> really? You're the guy we're going right. to listen to. No, on but this? I mean, he is the guy who has brought us so much. His forget the bee thing. I don't know what that was, but he's brought us so much history and perspective yeah, on yes. things. And this guy is actually saying this about silencing your opponents and he mm. doesn't see he calls florida florida the authoritarian here mm. and not the u.s government i i mean i just there are people that are so lost right now yeah. i actually i feel sorry for a lot of people because i think a lot of people i'm, I'm reading a book in fact i highly recommend let me give you a couple of books here the right to remain innocent is so important that you read. This is, what do I do if the, you know, ATF shows up at my house? The right to remain innocent. It's by James Duane. The other one that I'm reading right now that is fascinating is The Psychology of Totalitarianism. It's by uh, Matthias Desmet. He is a uh, professor of clinical psychology at the University of Ghent, which I had to look up. Where the hell is Ghent? I know it's someplace in weird parts of Europe. Yeah, Brussels. Uh, mm. As if that's a weird part. But it is, really. It's French. Anyway, um, he's a professor of clinical psychology, and he started to see what was happening um, during COVID. And he was like, this is not good. And he is talking about how how... How does totalitarianism come about? And he's using examples of the past and tying them to today and showing one-for-one one examples. And uh, it's, it's fascinating. But so many people are so anxious. This is, this is the problem. And some of this is manufactured, like I believe the um, Amtrak story was. Um, some of it is manufactured. Some of it is the government causing it, for instance, gas prices, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. And then ratcheting all of that anxiety up. And people are so anxious, they don't know they're, they're on unsteady footing. And when somebody steps forward and says, this guy these guys are your problem. A lot of people just fall into that because it has the, it gives them a way to direct their frustration towards something. And it makes them feel again, part of a team. And that's how totalitarians work. And that's exactly what Joe Biden is doing in these latest uh, speeches about the MAGA Republicans. Right. He's directing everybody to focus their attention on how bad and how extreme Trump supporters are. And I will tell you that if you're a MAGA Republican, you you need to be aware of that as well. You can't just be on a team. You must have reason. Mm -hmm. And when you feel under attack, 
is when you put all of your shields up and you can go in the wrong direction. As they did on January 6th. This is why I tell you that a reliance and a return to God is absolutely vital. If, If you think you're anxious, I'm sure you are. But I, I read the stuff that you don't, I read the stuff for you that that way you don't have to read it. I look at the entire world and the entire landscape and everything every day. I'm consuming hours of this and it's poison. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you every day I go on the air and I have a pit in my stomach. I am right now and I would ask for your prayers I am right now trying to double my efforts and re-establish every single lifeline I have with God. Because I know this to be true. I always have. God does not is not the author of fear. God is the author of love. God is the author of square your shoulders. There are more with you than against you and I'm telling you this to be a fact. You have no idea how engaged the heavens are right now in your personal struggle. You just need to recognize it. Reconnect with God and get away from fear. When you do that, you'll be able to see clearly. And more importantly, you'll be able to hear clearly and you will hear His voice prompting you on what you need to do, because only God knows there is not an expert on the planet that can tell you what you are supposed to be doing now. God can get into a place in your life where you can hear him and beg him to help you navigate these waters so we can bring as many to shore as possible. Things break down over time. It's literally the way the world works, and it is especially true for all those old VHS and camcorder tapes that you might have, including all those memories that they contain, the weddings, the family outings, the Christmas, the funny things the baby did before they grew up and turn into monsters. Did I say that out loud? They eventually (laughs) grow out of the monster, don't they? Right? They go, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Pat. Uh, Legacy Box is the answer, and it's a really simple answer. Tanya and I just did this with um, her mom and dad's, all of their memories, all of the wedding books and everything else. They will digitize your old media, so it's preserved if, God forbid, something should happen to the originals. Everything from my childhood to my kid's childhood, now on film and tape and photographs, now preserved now preserved for a limited time legacy box is running a nine dollar videotape that's usually about 30 bucks nine dollars per videotape is a special price there has never been a better time to convert your entire collection here's the great thing if you get the exclusive offer now on the videotapes and the film rolls and the photos you pay for that now when you buy the legacy box and you're locked into that price but you don't have to send everything in now get the legacy box hold it do all of your work and put it in the mail when you have time. Shop the $9 tape sale now, LegacyBox.com slash Beck and unlock the radio first offer. It is LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 
Join the conversation. 888. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. It's Friday, Pat. I know. I'm psyched about that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do today? Uh, today? Well, I mean, this weekend. Well, this weekend, we're. Uh, I'm going on vacation um, beginning right after this. Where are you going? Uh, Washington State. <sighs> nice. There's, oh, yeah. yeah nice. There's nothing better. Nothing better. Yeah. Right, nothing uh, hopefully, better. right downtown Seattle. Oh, no. You had crap Thank on the streets. You had crap right there on the streets. <laughs> it's so convenient. It's so convenient. Why bother going inside to a restroom? Right. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have need to. to. Just drop the pants and just. A lot like San Francisco and yeah. Los Angeles yeah. and every other really major good. Democrat so I can, run city. I don't even need to ask. Why would you be going to Washington State? So I can crap right in the street. I know. I know. Yeah. And teach your kids, this is the way cities should be run. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Bring some matches. Uh-huh. Yeah, bring some matches. Because <laughs> the whole city is uh, a bathroom and light a match, Seattle. The Glenn Beck Program.